Fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Forget him, kid. To infinity and beyond! It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me, and my natural response could be to get offended. Well, fine, let's talk about it. Have any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? But you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea just to impress some girls? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. It's episode 4 of 55, Searching for Bobby Fischer. And I've I've been searching around for a couple of pawns here that I can sacrifice. Uh, let's see. Bo, are you there? Yo. Yo. Pat, are you there? I'm here. Bo, I, I don't know. Are we being set up on this one? It sounds like we may be set up for a checkmate of some sort, yes. No, you guys yeah. can you, you guys can be my I, I'm really good at chess. You guys could be my horsies. <laughs> oh jeez. I know lots about chess. <laughs> are you I've um, heard that about so, you. Seriously, are you a chessman? To to say it in the way that our one of our favorite podcasts, the greatest gen would say it. Are you a, are you a, are you a chessman, John? Is that is that related to a leg man? Mm-hmm. Are we in the after dark section? Is that something different? I, I don't know. It's a chess podcast. I think it's I think it's all after dark. And how did we get here? Yes, it does feel <laughs> like we may have crossed over into an alternative universe of some kind. Yes. I don't know. You said chess movie, and I was thinking Thomas Crown Affair, but maybe it's a different kind of chess. It, it, it's not that kind of chess game? Is that what you're saying? I just want to know if the bat signal goes up in the sky, which Batman will be appearing? That will establish what world I'm in. Kevin Conroy. Okay. Do you feel safer now? I, yes, okay. implicitly. <laughs> All right. Now, to answer your question, I, I have I've dabbled in mm-hmm. chess. When I lived in England, I did play in some chess tournaments and stuff here and there. And oh, geez. Uh, oh, okay. Dabbled. So you're not, kind of for real. Well, not, let's let's not let's not get carried away here. I didn't win any awards or anything like that, but I, so I you have, dabble in hustling. Your friends wouldn't play chess, is what you're saying. I have, That's what I'm hearing. I, as a child, I played in some chess tournaments as part of my school's chess team. Well, that's. More than I can say. Now, granted, mm-hmm. unlike unlike the child in this movie, I do not have a, unlike Josh, I am not at a rating of 1,500, but yeah, I, I don't even know what, what I, I don't have a rating. We'll put it that way. I'm unrateable. I have heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> heard that. Yeah. No, I, and, and I enjoy chess and it's, it's been a while since I've played, I used to actually at our the middle school that we both taught at back in the day, I did run the chess club for a little bit. Oh, and, uh, cool. You know, used to do that. And uh, we used to actually have, when I first started teaching there, we had actually several kids that were really 
into chess. And so I had a pretty mm-hmm. big thing going. And then just over the years, it kind of just dwindled. Like there were not a whole lot of kids that were interested in chess anymore. I was trying to do stuff to keep bringing kids out to the chess club. And it just eventually it just kind of petered out to the point where it was like me and two or three kids. Yeah. And, yeah, and then small ones. And, and then and then one day the kids were like, "Can we play Monopoly?" I'm like, "What?" I remember that. That's not what we're here for. I even got super gimmicky. I, I would run the chess club, and while we were playing chess, I'd put on like old fifties sci-fi B movies in the background. Nice. Yeah. I'm like chess and movies. Come play chess. As long as the pieces are moving, the movie will play. That is true. Right. What about you, gents? You guys play chess? Gosh, years ago, my grandfather had a couple of awesome sets we would play on. Yeah. I was never very good. I don't know that I have the... I, should, I shouldn't say have. I do not think I had the patience for chess. Okay. I think as I've gotten older, I could get into it if I had someone to, to play against more often, mm-hmm. as I say that I'm looking over to the storage closet in the basement where I have my, that I spent way too much of money on when I got my first real job, I bought three dimensional chessboard. Oh, nice. In, in the Star Trek styling. Mm-hmm. And I've played it once or twice with my brother, nothing fantastic. Again, I don't know that I had the patience back then, but I should pull it out and set it up and try it. It has been many moons. Yeah. Don't even know if I remember the way 3D chess plays. I'd have to I'd have to read again. Yeah, I I, that, that, I've always been curious about that. I think I think it's fun, from what I recall. Yeah. Because cool. they you know the the certain platforms can move and yeah. Nice. Very Wait. cool. What about you, Pat? You you play? I do. I I like playing chess a lot. I'm not very good, and I I learned as a kid. My dad played. My mom played, and so like a number of friends all played. We never had a club like at school mm-hmm. or any of that kind of stuff. So it was always just we be hanging out or movies, take a break from movies, a game of chess, and pop up and and all that. So I remember playing from early on. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not very good. I would love, that would be one of the things, you know, like maybe in a, when I retire, I, I'll like go find like a coach or something to help me get better at chess. But I like moving the pieces around. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain groups of friends who will get together and chessboard will come out or, you know, for Ravinia, we'll pull out the chessboard and play. I, I taught the kids to play and uh, actually... Yeah, and they're playing pretty well. Danielle is doing a, a good job of moving the pieces around. And, and you know, that whole thing is that next level is grasping the higher level strategy, right? But right. yeah, she's she's doing a nice job of like seeing the whole board and okay, if I move this piece here, this one gets in trouble and like all that kind of stuff. And Dominic's gotten really good at it. And there's, we've been playing a bunch this summer and man, there was like, there was a week where he was just, it wasn't as extreme as when the kid played the dad for the first time in this movie. But there were a couple of times when, dang, he got me again. Okay, I'm really paying attention now. Yeah. He got me again. Gosh, darn it, Dominic, nice play. And, you know, I mean, you know, it, would, it would kind of come and go in waves. There was a time this summer we were playing like two or three times a day, right? Oh, yeah. And it was, and it was, uh, it was good. And, and, you know, there's some times that I'll like, 
work gets done and, you know, I'll get home and I just need to like, you know, I've got, a, I, I'm always trying out different apps on the phone and stuff and I'll just pop open the app and like play a game or two just to kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unwind a little bit. And, and if anyone out there is listening, thinking like, I'm trying to like sandbag, I'm not, I'm not very good. I've got plenty to learn and, and I'm definitely not like a high level player or anything, but I, I do really enjoy chess. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have, I, I think I still have the board somewhere. We always played, I remember growing up as a kid, like my dad loved to play chess and he taught me how to play and mm-hmm. the board that we played on, I, I don't remember where. I remember where he got the pieces from, but the board that we played on, he had actually made it himself. Oh, that's awesome. Like he, I don't remember if it was, I want to say like one of his, no, actually, you know what? I, it might've been cause my, my grandfather, so it would have been his father-in-law had a workshop and I, mm-hmm. I want to say, and I, I got to ask my mom if this is true. I want to say that my dad might have used his, father-in-law's workshop and maybe with his father-in-law's help had put together this chessboard. I, I want to say that maybe that's how that got okay. But I always remember the chessboard that we had was, was one that my dad had made when he was a little bit younger. And I mm-hmm. think I still have that chessboard now. I think it's like out in the, out in the, not in the garage, but we've got like a little extra room behind the house here with a bunch of our board games and other stuff. And I, I feel like that chessboard may be out there somewhere I, I don't think it would have i would have got rid of it but uh, yeah that was i always remember growing up and and playing every time playing on that chessboard and you know and then teaching my kids how to play and some of the it's funny you know my especially my daughter when my dad passed away she was pretty young so i think there's there's not a ton of actual memories other than stuff we've passed along i don't think there's a ton of memories that she can vividly recall about my dad but we were talking about this tonight she's like yeah i remember playing chess with uh, grandpapa at the coffee table in the living room and so cool. that's that's kind of fun knowing that he taught me how to play and he used to play m- with my son and and you know that's something that she remembers so i always thought that was kind of cool yeah very cool. Is cool we'll get into it a little bit more later because another thing i remember growing up was we had this we there were I wish I could go back in time to the mall that we had near where I lived in Texas because there were two stores in particular that I, if you had let me, I would have stayed in those stores for one of them mm-hmm. was a store that had replica weapons. And so they had like replica, like Scottish broadswords. You know, they had a replica of the, the He-Man sword of Skull. They had katanas, they had all kinds of weapons and, and all kinds of stuff. I thought that was the coolest store ever. The, the other store that I always thought was ridiculously cool was the store that had board games, but more importantly, in their front window, they had all kinds of different chess sets. Like it was, you know, chess sets with like wizards and dragons, and they had a Star Wars chess set, and they had... All kinds of different chess sets. So one of our three questions at the end is if you were going to design your own chess set, you know, what what would you do as your chess set? And I made the mistake of starting to try to Google some images of, like, really cool, amazing chess sets just to see what I could find. And I I currently don't have enough income to buy all the chess sets that I, I have found just in the last couple of hours. Yeah. Because there there's a lot of cool chess sets out really there. There's some really cool stuff out there. 
I've always wanted the one it was from a movie or something. And I wish I could remember what movie, but it was like hidden in a globe on like one of those globe stands, but you open it up and inside was the chessboard. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was super That's cool. pretty cool. The one, the chess set, cause we have a couple of different chess sets. The one that I have that I love playing on, I think my wife got for me. Maybe the after one of the first couple years that we were married, it is the it's the I think it's should be the same glass chess set that they play at the end of the first X Men movie. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's a really cool set. It's like frosted glass and like the the black is actually frosted glass and the white is transparent glass and then the whole board is glass and it just it does a really nice looking set. You ever seen a three cool. player chess set? I've seen those before. I don't, I've never yeah. played it. And yeah. me neither. I just know they look, I just know they look super cool. Yeah. 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 I have no idea how it works. I just think it looks amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. The chess set in this movie that when the dad pulls it out, yeah, I think we had that chess set growing up. Oh, did you really? Because we had we had red and white pieces. Okay. And so I did a double take. And then when he was holding up, like, all the pieces, I'm like, oh my gosh, those look almost, almost identical to what we played. Yeah. So that was like, and I always thought that chess set was cool, like the red and white pieces and just, yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, the other one was, and eventually we'll get into talking about the movie. Yeah. One, oh, one of these days. About, yeah. Is there a movie? I uh, thought we were talking there's, about. <laughs> there's probably a movie. We're, uh, we're searching, okay. we're searching for the perfect chess set is what the name of this movie is. Uh, there was a computer game that I had on our PC growing up that was called Battle Chess. Oh, Battle Chess. I loved Battle Chess. The little, anim- yeah. little animations you'd get when you'd take another oh. piece. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. That was, that was, yes. That was the best. I they have it on that. Steam, boys. Oh, do they really? <laughs> what am I oh. doing the rest of the night? Oh, I love yeah. how the Rooks... Didn't the rooks become the rock monster and just would pummel people down? And I think uh, so. that was so fun. Oh, I'm, I'm looking. Oh wow! Yeah, and there's like there's a reborn version where the graphics are better. Oh, nice. Oh, now here is a rabbit hole I didn't expect to be down tonight. <laughs> My lord! Mm-hmm. And isn't it like they beam off the board and go to some like battle area? Yeah, like a yeah. like a an arena almost. Yeah. yeah. Ah, ah. Well, here we go. Steam, take more of my oh. money. <laughs> my uh... yeah. This this is always where I channel my inner kid and go, man. If I only, and then I'm like, oh yeah, wait, I got disposable income, right? Okay. Like I could spend ten bucks on this. Well, I I didn't mean to make <laughs> you go down that rabbit hole. What's the uh, what's the line? Oh my gosh, there's a Battle Checks Classics bundle. I see that. Battle Chess 2, Battle Chess Regular, Battle oh. Chess 4000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you had me at bundle. I, uh, I'll, I'll quote an episode of Black Adder because I did not mean to make us go down this rabbit hole. My apologies. <laughs> Dang well better. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Who knew? Oh yeah. yeah. That's that. And, this and is what was the satisfying? Uh, what was the, uh, I had the other game that was like, it was like chess master 3000 or something like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah. It was because I remember it had like the old guy on the front of the, on the front yeah. of the game. Yep. And the, yep. Yeah. Didn't that like, I don't know that it came with early windows, but it was like something you could get really cheap or something. Yeah. I, I Cause I like had it yeah. too. Trying to find a picture of this really cool set. My grandfather had. <laughs> It was an early electronic chess set in that it had, it would have lights and it was trying to teach you as you played kind of, it was trying to teach you the phraseology, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Knight to King's Rook four and all that mm-hmm. stuff that I never quite picked up on. It was trying to teach you that. So there were, it was light lit around the edges and, and it was, it was very cool. I have yet to lock in on it. If I see it, oh my God, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he can it. hear you, Ray. <laughs> Egon's gone. Bye-bye. That might be it. That's too cool. It, it's kind of amazing when you look at like the different variations and all the stuff. Like it, it, one of the first things that's been ported to any electronic platform from PDAs to chess. Yeah. So cool. So here's what I completely forgot and, until you guys were kind of, as you were talking through some of that, I completely forgot that because I have a uh, Apple computer, I forgot that they have an actual chess game already built into the Apple computer. Pawn D7 to D5. There we go. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I found it. What'd you find? I found the chess set. I just popped it into the chat. It was a Radio Shack mm-hmm. computerized electronic chess set. I knew I'd recognize it as oh, soon as I yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew as soon as I saw it. Computerized electronic chess set. Yeah, I remember those things. I remember that. I remember wanting one of those as a kid. My grandfather bought one because he was convinced he was going to teach all of us. Because at the time, he had all grandsons. Yeah. He didn't have his first granddaughter till I was, well, I'm 40. So maybe I was 10 might have been 12. I'm, I'm struggling with how old my, my, my one, I only have two female cousins and there are a ton of grandchildren on this side of the family. Yeah. Only two cousins. And on my dad's side of the family, no two females also smaller group over there. Not as big a thing, but yeah. like he was convinced he had all grandsons. He was going to teach us all how to play chess. Okay. I'm not saying it worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So he bought this at some point. And, wow. All right. Well, we better get on into the movie. Yeah, you really. Yeah. This is of... <laughs> this is a rabbit hole of epic proportions, my friend. Mm. We're really reveling in our Marin today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, thirty bucks okay. on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one next to it is two fifty. So I wonder which one still works. Right. <laughs> You did a little, little home repair on the $30 one. Right. That's what we call a fixer-upper. 
You're going to need to, not, not to steal a line from another movie, but you may need to rewire that one, Bo. Come on over here, Ron. <laughs> Let me show you what I'm doing. Taking advantage of some of the time off to add a whole new wing on here. I'm going to rip these walls out and, of course, rewire it. Yeah, you're going to make it all 220? Yeah, 220, 220 221, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> all right, well, our movie this time around is Searching for Bobby Fischer as as. Bo and Pat continue to search for chess sets. You guys, you, you talk amongst yourselves. I will, I'll carry on. It came out on the 11th of August, 1993, rated PG, one hour and 49 minutes. Directed by Steve Zalian, who did, also directed A Civil Action and the 2006 movie called All the King's Men. Writers for this one were Fred Waitzkin, who wrote the book, and Steven Zalian, who wrote the screenplay. Waitzkin, this is pretty much his only writing credit, and Zalian wrote A Civil Action and Schindler's List. Producers were William Horberg and Scott Rudin. Horberg wrote Cold, uh, produced Cold Mountain and The Kite Runner. Rudin produced Lady Bird and no, Con- no Country for Old Men. Music was done by James Horner, who died in 2015. He also did Titanic and Apollo 13. Cinematography is done by Conrad Hall, who died in 2003. He did Road to Perdition and American Beauty. Editor was Wayne Warman. He did The Last of the Mohicans and I Am Legend. Budget was $12 million, box office 7.3. Flick Metrics gives it a 79%. Cinema score gives it an A. Max Pomerank played Josh Waitzkin. He was in Fluke and Definitely Maybe. Joe Mantegna played Fred Waitzkin. He was in The Godfather Part 3 and The Simpsons. Joan Allen played Bonnie Waitzkin. She was in The Crucible and Face Off. Ben Kingsley was Bruce Pandolfini. He was in Dave and Gandhi. Lawrence Fishburne was Vinny. He was in The Matrix and Event Horizon. Michael Nirenberg, who died in 1996, played Jonathan Poe. He was in a short movie called Eclipse. Robert Stevens, died in 1995, was Poe's teacher. He was in Cleopatra and Romeo and Juliet, 1968. David Paymer played Caliph. He was in Get Shorty and The American President. William H. Macy played Tuna Fish Father. He was in Fargo and Pleasantville. Dan Hedaya played the tournament director. He was in The Usual Suspects and Benny and June, which we'll talk about next week. And Laura Linney played the school teacher. She was in The Truman Show and Dave. Not a ton of trivia for this one, but a couple of quick things. Max Pomerank was chosen because he is in real life a chess player, or was at the time of the movie. The producers wanted someone who could be at ease and correctly play chess. None of the movie's other stars played chess in the beginning, but eventually Joe Montana did learn how to play. And we can also talk about this little piece of trivia in a little bit more depth later on. But Bobby Fischer, the real Bobby Fischer, who is a vocally anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, has denounced this movie, claiming that it was part of a, quote, Jewish conspiracy to sully his name and make money off of him at the same time. There are also several other things the gentleman said that hesitate to make me call him a gentleman. Never meet your heroes, folks. No, not at all. Right. Yeah. Yikes. All right, let's see. Synopsis for this one. When a young boy discovers a natural talent for chess, his father sets out on a quest to find the perfect coach to turn his son into a champion. But as the stakes get higher, the competition gets fierce, they both discover that the true battle is within. Get ready to experience the game that takes over lives in the movie that takes over your heart, searching for Bobby Fischer. It's unsettling, isn't it? When you realize there are only so many things you can teach a child. And finally, they are who they are. 
I took Josh to the park today. Jack. He played chess. He, he doesn't know how to play chess. He doesn't even tie his shoes. I'm playing chess with my dad. It's a game like Monopoly. In a world that thrives on competition. Why do you want your son to play chess? Oh, I don't. He does. He taught himself. In a game where winning means the world. Tell me, is the next Bobby Fisher somewhere in this room? <laughs> a challenge has begun. Your son creates like Fisher. He sees like him inside. You're playing not to lose, Josh. You've got to risk losing. You've got to risk everything. I was wondering if you could keep him from playing their swords. No. We would kill him not to play in the park. He loves it. Just makes my job harder. Then your job's harder. Ooh, good! Yeah, that's it. My son has a gift. He is better at this than I have ever been at anything in my life. You have to have contempt for your opponents. Because if you don't think it's a part of winning, you're wrong. Trick or treat. You have to hate them. But I don't. They hate you. They hate you, Josh. Get out of my house. To put a child in a position to care about winning and not to prepare him is wrong. The better I play, the better I have to play. That's just the way it works. Maybe it's better not to be the best. Josh, you're in trouble. Don't move until you see it. He's not afraid of losing. He's afraid of losing your love. Sorry, Daddy. I can't see it. He knows you think he's weak, but he's not weak. He's decent. And if you or anyone else tries to beat that out of him, I swear to God, I'll take him away. Joe Montaigne, Lawrence Fishburne, Joan Allen, Max Pomerantz, and Ben Kingsley. Searching for Bobby Fischer. You're a much stronger player than I was at your age. All right. I should have, I don't think that's Don LaFontaine. I should have left it alone because in the trailer, he does the whole in a world fueled by competition or, or however he says it. But I don't think that's Don LaFontaine. It doesn't quite sound like him, but either way, this is not the Don LaFontaine podcast. LaFontaine no, light, maybe. Yes. It brought some symmetry to the proceeding. Yeah. It was, uh, it was his uh, impersonator. There you uh, go. Dan Dan DeFountain. <laughs> That's the maybe that'll maybe that'll be my stage name if I decide to like do some like comedy routine where I try to be Don LaFontaine. I'm I'm Dan DeFountain. There you go. Dan DeFountain. Yeah. That's outstanding. In a world where I try to tell jokes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That took a turn. It did. It, <laughs> yeah. It took, just like the yes. milk in the fridge, it turned. <laughs> What what was that uh, the guy that Martin Short used to play, where he'd slick back his hair? Uh, was it Jiminy Glick? Jiminy yes, Glick. like Jiminy yes. Glick. Yes. Jiminy Glick. How about that? Jiminy Glick. Yes, you know this one time I it was Rosemary Clooney, I believe. Yeah, he was. I always loved watching his show when he did that. That and this is totally off topic, but that and two of my favorite parody interview shows were that and uh, Between Two Ferns. Mm. Did you guys ever watch the Between Two Ferns? I believe oh, so. Familiar. It's ringing a bell. You you need to at some point when you have the opportunity 
you need to go to YouTube and you need to pull up between two ferns and watch all of them. They are just there. It's the Zach Galifianakis and it is. Yes. Yes. It's, now it's, I'm remembering. It is so very between special. Between two ferns. Okay. Yes, it is so very special. Do not watch them with the children around. No. Good to know. But it is hilarious. All right. Back to Bobby Fisher. We're going to be searching for our attention span this, uh, this episode, I believe. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, see, the problem is we got thrown off by the ama- the like awesome, amazing chess sets and the battle chess and the. I blame myself. This is incredible. On Steam, once your credit card goes in, you can just buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. Yeah, you oh, yeah. Steam that, is I? Steam is an addiction feeding situation for sure. Well, and especially that I have a I have my my normal computer that I use. But now down here with the rest of my podcasting setup, I also have a PC down there, down here that I can play more games on than I can mm-hmm. on the Mac. And more um, games, more better. And Steam, obviously, there's there's stuff you can play on the Mac on Steam, but it uh, it does open up a a whole new world of possibilities. As Doesn't it though? Yes. And I I may have may have downloaded a few games that I played many 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 years ago that. As soon as I found that, I'm like, Star Trek 25th anniversary game? Of course I will. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Shields up. So, yes, that is, that's going to be a bit of a rabbit hole. And now that I know that Battle Chess is on there, I, I know what I'm buying myself for Tuesday. All right. Uh. Major moments for this one. First major moment I'm calling opening moves. The young man, Josh, really... <laughs> As far as we can tell, he does not know much about chess at all, but he is fascinated by watching the men in the park play their games. They've got some backgammon going on. They've probably got some card games going on, and they've got some speed chess going on. I don't know that I ever – I don't think I'd be very good at speed chess. Like, I'm I'm no. halfway decent at normal speed chess, but you, you try to make me hurry through it, and it's I don't think it's going to end well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was humbling. Like I sat when Tanya was running the chess club yeah. in the last couple of years, I've sat and played with some of the kids and especially during Zoom when it was online. Yeah. And it was all, and she's like, no. And she was like, yeah, come check it out. It doesn't take long, real quick, five minute games. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, this will be interesting because I've never played with a time limit ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've never done any terms. And it's like, and suddenly it's like five minutes and it's just like, bam, you lose. And it's just like, wait, what? Oh, dang. Yeah. Wow. That's. And so watching this was, uh, that was very cool. Yeah. Next major moment I'm calling teach them well, because that's where they kind of figure out, well, he's actually good at this and we need to find him a teacher. So his dad does track down, he's a, a newspaper writer and he does track down the former teacher of Bobby Fisher and decides, well, if I'm going to get my son taught, I'm going to find him the best. And so he does manage to convince him to teach him. And uh, it doesn't quite go the way he's expecting because he does come over for one of the first lessons and they don't actually do anything chess related at all. So you kind of get the sense that, and I would feel this too, as a father who has paid for lessons and camps and whatnot, if there've been times where I find out like, wait a minute, I I sent you to this kind of a camp and you didn't even practice this or you didn't do that. And what am I paying for? So that's the father in me that, uh, that scene resonated just a bit when it was like oh no we did, did you talk what what did you talk about with chess he's like oh, i didn't come up like 
Say what? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Didn't was, come up. What am I paying you for? And then he's like, yeah, how about next time we do some Pac-Man and pizza? I'm like, all right, well, hope, hopefully this is just unconventional teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, then we get into the first round of competitions, and we at the kind of at the hesitancy of his teacher, uh, Bruce Pandolfini, he doesn't really want him to get into the competitions because he knows that that's a that's kind of a, a very different way of looking at the world of chess. Is once you get into the competitions, then it's about winning, and he's I think he's kind of concerned. He sees in Josh some of what he would have seen in a in a young Bobby Fischer, and I think he wants to try to protect his ability to see chess as an art form and not have him get into these competitions. But, of course, the dad is convinced, well, you you got to – what are you going to do with this? Like, if, if he's good at this, then, of course, he's going to get into competitions and he's going to win prizes and trophies and, and prize money and, and all kinds of stuff. And so they do kind of dig into that a little bit. And there are some funny scenes when you get into these first few competitions, you know, particularly when the parents can't contain themselves and uh, have to go get locked in the locker room. And then they have the little kid running back and forth to try to give them information. And, and as we know, when you ask children for information, you don't always get the full or complete picture of anything. So their, their little messenger running back and forth is not divulging as much information as the parents would like. Then the next major moment, this is the one where Pandolfini kind of gets fired because we have kind of a very awkward and, and painful to watch scene where he's really trying to, he, he knows and he can tell that Josh is really focused on, he wants to get these points so he can get the certificate. And that's when the moment when he starts taking all the copies of the certificate that he told him was very rare and very special. And he's taking them out and putting them down. He's like, fine, here, take five, take 10. I've got a whole bag full of them. They don't mean anything. And, and you can just kind of see the look on the mother's face as she's seeing all this happen. Then she's just get out of my house. And so that's the moment where he gets let go as the teacher. And then they, they kind of realize, too, that Josh is not really, while he's been doing well in the competitions, you can kind of tell that his love of the game has <laughs> waned a bit. And so they realize, and the mother particularly realizes, well, he just, he loves playing in the park. He loves playing with the men in the park. And, and Vinny, played by Lawrence Fishburne, is kind of his favorite. And he's like a, a another teacher of his. So you kind of have the back and forth of, He's learned the style of play, which is a more aggressive and, and fast-paced style of play in the park, whereas Bruce was trying to teach him a very different style of play, more along the chess master kind of style of play that's maybe a little bit more long form and, and slow in building and more strategic. So we, he kind of ends up going back to the park, and, and we realize at a certain point that it's going to be the marriage of those two styles are what going to make him, that's what's going to make him successful. And as he does get into one of the later championships, you know, he's got to he's got to kind of decide between the head and the heart is that he he knows he knows that he should from what he's being taught from the one teacher, he knows that he should be aggressive and he should win. But at the same time, he's also a very just a, a really good natured child. He's got a good heart about him. And and I, I do love that one scene in the National Junior Chess Championship at the end of the movie when You've had the back and forth of the two, what is the kid's name? I think it's Jonathan Poe was the kid's name, and Josh are the last two left. They're playing their game. They're going back and forth, and there is the moment where Josh knows he's going to win and offers a draw to the other player because he, he to him, he doesn't really care about the winning 
part of it, and he wants to offer him a chance to share the championship with the other kid. And, of course, the other kid has been fully taught and trained that winning is everything. So he turns that down, and obviously Josh ends up winning the match, and he is the sole winner, the sole champion, and that is where the movie ends, is that he has become the champion. And we see some other, they, they give you some stuff at the end to say that he has gone on to continue to be one of the best chess players in the under 18 category and you know and and that Bobby Fischer came back in 1992 to to play another match but then disappeared after that again and and that's kind of where it's left and obviously we know more since then but that's where it's kind of left at the end of the movie there any other major moments that I missed or we'll we'll probably cover some others as we're making our moves into some deeper thoughts yeah that sounds like that sounds like everything okay all right, it's time to time to do some castling, maybe a little en passant, and uh, we'll get into some deep thoughts here. I can't remember what the phrase "deep thoughts" is in French. Otherwise, I would have said that. I intend to I intend to reposition one of my players here. So, what what is the phrase that they used in the movie "jadoube"? I'm using that as the French word for deep thoughts, just because nobody else is going to question me on that. I'm well, not questioning no one here. Okay, and now. Jadoub. And now, deep thoughts. I have an opinion on this matter. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow. It's, it's very deep. Thank you. All right. When was the first time you saw this movie, and do you like it? This is my first time. Okay. It was good. It was. It was intriguing for sure. Yeah. Patrick, what about you? Hang on. There we go. Sorry. I'm like talking like, how oh, they're not responding. Sorry. I am off mute now. There you go. First time for me, same as Bo. And I really liked it. It's great having a chess movie. And I, I like that they have some themes that even if you aren't a chess player, you can like get into it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the idea of having the parents want him to go one way, but the teacher sees kind of, the 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 better way maybe or the way that fits with him more or the kid more you know avoiding some of the pitfalls the different styles of play that you mentioned it it's i think that's something that makes for a very entertaining story and and again can apply you know you could be talking about playing basketball you could be talking about racing cars you could be talking about whatever what have you and sailing you could be talking about any kind of activity and it's, it's always great to see, you know, you know, the young prodigy trying to avoid the pitfalls of success, the competition, you know, both the good and the bad side of it. The idea of, well, that's what I was going to say. The idea of competition versus the love of the game kind of thing, different styles. Okay. Are you going to go the more aggressive and fast route? Or are you going to go more to the long form route? Oh, well, we got to somehow combine the two of them. You know, I, I think those are themes that really, work to make very entertaining movies and i think they did a great job with this one yeah for me i had seen this one before i i really only think i'd seen it once before and i don't recall exactly when that was my wife seemed to remember having seen this before too so we think maybe we watched it 
years ago, maybe when we kind of first started dating, maybe we were in high school, mm-hmm. maybe. And, you know, I know that I had, I think I had started to teach her how to play chess so that we could play sometimes. I don't know if she'd really played much before that, but we might have watched this movie around that time, possibly. I know I had seen it once before this, but it had been quite a while. And uh, yeah, I enjoy this movie. I There's a couple things about this movie that knowing what I know now about Bobby Fischer himself and kind of him as a person, it does slightly taint some of, well, not even slightly. It kind of taints some of the, some of how this movie approaches his stature within the chess world with great affection and looking up to him Mm -hmm. as a hero. And, and then when you kind of find out more about him and some of his opinions and things that he said and, you know, how he was glad that 9-11 happened and all kinds of other yeah. stuff. I'm like, well, nope, I don't think so. Yeah. So, so I can watch this movie as a kind of a love letter to chess and mm-hmm. maybe just try to, now that I know what I know, maybe just try to ignore the little in-between vignettes where they show kind of like the black and white photos and videos of of him and, and kind of like give the little trivia trivia little bits of trivia on his life and his accomplishments and things like that so other than that it's i i enjoy the rest of the movie yeah and and a very strong while it's a movie about chess and you're automatically some people automatically would be like all right well that's probably the most boring thing i've ever heard of i don't really want to watch a movie about chess and do you have a movie where paint is drying could i watch that instead it is it is a Obviously, it's it's not an action-packed movie, but it is a, a very dramatic movie, and it is, I'll, I'll say it's a, a quietly impactful movie. And, and the actors that are in it, everybody does a great job. I mean, it's got so many great people in this with Lawrence Fishburne, Ben Kingsley, Joe Montana, Joan Allen, and even a lot of little side characters. You know, there's William H. Macy and Dan Hedaya and, and a bunch of people that you look at, and, and you might even just be like, oh, that's that guy. It's There's there several that guys in this movie mm-hmm. as well, but just packed full of great actors, you know, and it's it's not, even when you get to the tournaments at the end, it they do ramp up the quote-unquote action, you know, by having the play be a little bit more fast-paced than what you would probably see in an actual test tournament, which is the case you do with everything, you know. A, a Rocky movie is not a, is probably not the best representation of boxing, mm-hmm. you know, when you actually watch a boxing match. But yeah, there's, there's, there's just something about kind of the, the the powerful performances of this movie. But the one thing that I found, I was going to ask you guys about this. The one thing that I kind of found myself thinking this time, and, and maybe it's because I'm watching this now as a parent and not the last time I watched this, I, I would have been closer in age to, you know, Josh's age. I probably would have been about 15 or 16 watching this. Now I'm 42 and I have kids of my own that are 12 and, and 15. What really hit me this time was the kind of balance between how do you support a child who seems to be really good at something without pushing it too far into crazy athletic parent? You know, where, where do you, where does that line? And I think that's, I think that sometimes is a tough, some people may just, not care, but I always feel that like that's a that's a bit of a tough line between if you've got a child that is naturally good at something 
how much do you push that versus how much do you just kind of let it pat you kind of said it it's it's like is it is it do you go for the throat or is it the well let's just maintain love of the game yeah and i think sometimes that's tough yeah. like i know i know in particular like my son is he's been naturally gifted at sports since he was a little guy yeah. he was he was pretty good at he could throw a, a, a perfect spiral with a football when he was about three years old mm-hmm. he's always been really good at baseball like he's been an, an accurate pitcher and he seems determined to want to get better and, and improve and all that and some of it is like well but I talked to other people who their parents got them into pitching camps and then they did all that stuff through middle school and high school and then by the time they got to college they they just decided I don't I don't love the game anymore. So I'm like, well, yep. okay, well, how do you <laughs> how do you balance that then? How do you encourage that talent without? And then and this movie I think tries to touch on that kind of balance because I think the father <laughs> takes it too far into the hey we could make some money off of this and and he could really capitalize on his chess skills, but the kid didn't really want to capitalize on his chess skills. He just wanted to play chess in the park and have fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Did you, I? I don't know if you guys noticed that quite as much, but that seemed to be what kind of jumped out at me watching it this time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's it's that's very. I found that very evident in the movie, and it's interesting because I I drew parallels to, you know, like there's all these runners out there, like these professional runners, and they're like Olympic runners and Boston qualifying marathon winning all these. And it's funny because when you look at like professional runners, I've read about it and I've, I've wondered like, okay, do they just kind of go out for their moment of Zen? Like I'm just going out for a nice, easy run this morning. Like I'm going to, this is going to help set my day. Right. And many times I've read in these and it's not, it's like everything you're, it's, it's all, it's like the business. I am in the business of running. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. like, and it's like, Oh wow. Well, yeah, I, 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 I can't even, hold a scratch to the surface of what these individuals can do with their talent and their speed and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, boy, I, I don't know if I would want to give up this, like the idea that I can go out and just, you know what I'm saying? Just go out for a nice, easy moment of Zen run kind of thing. You know, would I want to trade that in? And I'm, I'm sure it doesn't have to be the either, or it's the extreme cases that go that way. But it was like, it, I remember when it was a was I was a kid when we're just we're right around the end of, end of the the NFL season Super Bowls coming up and I remember like players going to other teams or different contracts and all that and it was kind of like as a kid I was like oh wow you mean so and so might not play for this team anymore they might go to that team yeah like why would they do that that's their team that's oh and then it was just it wasn't a scandal. But it was kind of like, oh, okay, it's a it's a business. All right, I you kind of have to retune yourself for that, you know. And it's yeah, and I think that's kind of what you, you start to see in this is like, okay, these guys when they show these levels, like, are they just hanging out, playing some games, and having enjoying, or is it like this is just what the business that they're in? And that's that's a. I, I think especially as a parent trying to guide someone that's young through all that, I think that you'd have to be, you'd have to do it with a very steady hand. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's in this movie. I think. I think there are definite times where. I probably would tend to side a little bit more on the kind of the mother's outlook of things when she's like the 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 father's like well well we got to get him a teacher we got to get him a coach and well he can't he can't go play in the park anymore because he has to learn how to play this way and I think for me personally I would probably tend to be more along the lines of well but he loves playing in the park like that's the whole point of that's how he came to love this in the first place so no we can't take that away from him and I love her line in the movie when he's like, well, but if you do this, it's going to make my job a lot harder. And she goes, oh, well, I guess your job's harder. Mm-hmm. Like that. I, there's another line. Every time we watch one of these movies, any of these movies, I always find a line that I'm like, I feel like I need to use that at work sometime. Mm-hmm. Well, but if you do this, it's going to make my job harder. Oh, well, I guess your job's harder then. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. I, I can see if you really is. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 hard to see, and I think, I think too, as we get a, a kind of a unique perspective on it, you know, in our profession, because we kind of see what that does. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to say we have all the angles and we have all that, but there's times that I'll go and I'll hear. I, w- I want to say it very carefully, but I, like I will, well, no, sort of like what they portrayed in this movie. You know, there would be adults leading kids or adults, and it's like, wow, they don't necessarily always have the kid's best interest in mind, right? Right. And I think, like I said, we get an interesting, a different perspective coming at it from a school point of view, but it's just like sometimes you recoil at that when you see, because like our whole thing is develop the child, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything is subservient to that. Like everything they learn in school, the education, all that, that's serving a purpose of making the child a smarter, more successful person. School sports, what's that supposed to do? It's fosters competition, but the idea is to keep them physically active and make them a more successful, positive individual, right? Like everything is driving towards improving the student, not in terms of winning, winning a game or being the best, right? Like that's the job of professional sports, right? where like the whole purpose is to go out and win. It's not necessarily, boy, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for saying this, but I mean, it's not necessarily to be the nicest guy out there. It's not necessarily to be like, like to, to shy away from having like an unfair advantage or to, you know, you'd like to see good sportsmanship, but like once you get into that realm of like professional and competition, the idea is to win. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you balance that? And I think, you know, it's just, it's just hard when you start to see that being applied to kids. Right. Yeah. And I think, like you said, like they'll go so far and then it's just like, yeah, I'm done with this. And it's like, what'd you do this weekend? Played 18 basketball games. Really? Okay. Was it fun? I mean, you know, I, I just, it, it, yeah, it's that, that is, that's hard. That's hard to see and hard to think that that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, well, because I remember even even being in high school, I I really enjoyed playing football. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much the only sport I was interested in playing. The only reason I went out for wrestling was because the football coaches said you should do something in the off season. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, okay. I don't. What are my choices? Track. 
No, thank you. <laughs> this looks fun, but you got to run like three miles just to even get on the team. Okay, well, that's not happening. Wrestling. I, I can I can slam into people and try to pin them on the mat. I, I've watched WWF. I know how Hulk Hogan does things, so I can do this. Right. And I honestly, I, I stuck with wrestling for two years. And by the end of that, I was like, I'm not sure I really enjoyed much of this. I was mm-hmm. just I was doing it because a coach told me this would be really good. This would help you develop, you know, different skills or muscles for wrestling. It'll keep you fit during the off season. It'll all this all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't, you know, I'm not enjoying this. And uh, so you know, take it so far, and then eventually it was like, yeah, no, I'm done. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to keep doing this. Right. It's it's fine. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'll go find. Well. And inherent, and it's not inherently bad to think of like being a no. multi-sport athlete, or right. but it's just like okay, that wasn't that wasn't like your cup of tea. Right. It's like the extreme is when well, you get in there and do it anyway, or right. like which um, is kind of what the father does to a certain degree in this movie, mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. in the beginning. And you have that scene where the father and the mother are kind of arguing with each other, and and you know she ultimately. She's the one that says if you or Bruce or anybody else tries to drive that, you know, he's a he's a decent kid. And if you try to drive that out of him, I, I swear I'll take him away. Yeah. And and the father, the early part of that conversation is she says something along the lines of he knows you disapprove of him. He knows you think he's weak. And part of me wonders, the father doesn't really say much to respond to that. She makes an earlier comment about how many how many baseball players go up to the plate thinking they're going to lose their father's love or, or approval or whatever, and, and he yells at her, all of them. And you kind of wonder, even though he doesn't say much after that, you kind of wonder if he has what he thinks are the best intentions mm-hmm. that, that he sees in his child, even though he's only seven years old, he sees in his child maybe what he perceives as some kind of weakness, but he realizes well, look, the, the world's a tough place and I got to get my kid ready for the world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the mom is like, yeah, but he's seven. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't take away from him the fact that he's seven and he still has a really good heart. So right. I, I don't know that scene in particular. I, I enjoyed that scene because it made me think to a certain degree, neither of these parents are wrong. Like the father has, I think, good reasons, or at least he thinks good reasons for what he's doing. And I and I don't think maybe his way of going about it and maybe the timing of it all is not the best possible scenario. But I also think that his desire to want to prepare his child for the world, I don't know that I think that that's wrong. But I also don't think that the mom is wrong either, that the, the child mm-hmm. is still seven. Let him be a kid. Right. And and like anything, they got to present it in a movie. But that's like right. that's like an ongoing process. I mean, that's a constant discussion, right? Like you're always sitting there going back as a parent and saying, OK, did I handle that right? Did I handle that wrong? What did I do? How should I? Ch- is this right? Are we doing the right thing? Do we stick with it? You know, right. We're like that. That should be a, a constant state of. So it's in, obviously the movie's got to portray it in a two hour time frame and all that. And I think they, they do a good job of doing that, but uh, yeah, it's maybe like you said, good intentions. And, and I think, you know, the, the father, I think he's, he's 
it's not like he's an evil character, right? Yeah. But that's the thing is you don't normally, the bad guy in this sense doesn't, doesn't think of themselves as a bad guy doing evil, right? The bad guy, and again, he's not the bad guy, but I mean, it's like the person that's not getting it right thinks they're doing the right job, thinks they're doing a good job. It's just that their, their perspective is a little bit off. And again, cycling all the way back to the beginning, that's why I think this movie does, is such a great job is because now we're not even talking about chess. We're talking about growing up in the world, dealing with talent, how do you, all that kind of thing. And, and it's, it does it in a very good way, in a very compelling way, the movie tells the story. Mm-hmm. Would you, if you, were, if you were a chess player in this situation, uh, which coach would you want? Would you want Bruce Pandolfini or would you want Vinny? Well, I think Vinny. Vinny was fun. Yeah. 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 I th- I think I would opt for Vinny too. Now, obviously, Bruce is is very knowledgeable, and I think that's to the benefit of of Josh. Ultimately, in this movie, is that he's got the two coaches, and I think that helps kind of balance things out a bit you know he's he's constantly trying to tell there's this scene where bruce goes to the dad's work and says hey i've i've seen you at the park a lot lately and and the dad is like yeah he's he's playing better than ever and bruce is like well how would you know that and and he's like all right you got me i i don't i don't know that he's playing better than he ever has before i just know that he loves playing again like he did not love playing for a stretch of time and that was when we were solely going the route you wanted him to go. But now that he's playing in the park and, and you know, Vinny is helping him out with stuff that he's, he's happy. And like that for, for me as a father, I'm doing all that I know to do. And that's what I know to do is to make sure that my kid can balance being successful and being happy. And he makes mm-hmm. that comment. Bruce makes that comment. He's like, you think the other kid is playing Pac-Man and riding bikes and doing all this other stuff. No, he's living and breathing chess every moment of every day. And I'm like, that's kind of one of the moments in the movie too, where you look at it and you go, wow, that's sad. Right. Like I know some people do. I know some people just get so focused in. And if that were the, going back to what we were saying earlier, if that's the kid's choice, then that's one thing. You know, if the kid was like, all I wanted, I want to do this. I want to be the best at this. Then I think as a parent, you probably still are like, okay, well, let's, let's try to balance that a little bit. But at the same time, if you, this is what you really want, then we'll, we'll get you the resources or we'll do what we need to help you become the best, whatever you want to be. But at the same time, let's, let's also round this out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Go ride a bike, go do something. Don't just don't just sit here and play chess all day. Right. Is there anything about this movie that did not work for you? Was there anything that you were like, nah, I could have done without that? I don't have anything to offer. I'm you know not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I thought it was a very compelling, entertaining, well-acted movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought, same thing. I kind of thought there wasn't a whole lot. Most times I can pick out something and I'll be like, yeah, okay, that didn't quite work for me. But in terms of this movie and how it handled everything, even like how it handled the chess competitions and while I think there, I think there might be a lot of people out there that would be like, well, watching chess is not interesting. You know, I think the way it was handled in the movie, again, to kind of make that comparison between an actual boxing match versus watching a Rocky movie where the punches are more dramatic and it's faster paced and, and everything else, you know, I think they did a good job of making the chess matches in this dramatic, whether, yeah. it, was, whether it was through the editing, through the, the speed of play, whether it was the music that was played during. I think they did a, good, did a good job of taking something that maybe in real life is not the most dramatic or fast-paced action sequence kind of deal and making it so that you were kind of, you, you did kind of feel on the edge of your seat, especially in that last match. Well, and I think, like we talked about, not to get too down into the weeds, but it's funny, you think of chess as like a thinking person's game and it takes a while and really considering the moves and yeah you know but there's a whole element to it when it's timed like that you've got to do all that at a very very fast level and you're analyzing what your opponent's doing you're so there's a lot really going on there and it's like anything the more the more it's just like man what they're representing on the screen that's pretty incredible yeah you know and i'm sure people would say oh yeah like chess move but that, that's that's with anything you know and i mean i i there's a lot of people that would sit there and say, well, I'm not really just watching golf. I don't know why I would want to watch golf. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, I could get with that, and I can't say that I'd necessarily go turn it on and all that, but having golfed a little bit, then you see someone that's really good at it, it's like, okay, that that could be it. And I think if you know what's going on beneath the surface, right, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's in all the work and effort and energy and the mind game that's going on to try and play at a level like that, then I think it's, it's something really impressive. I mean, there's people out there that would sit there and say, yeah, watching a football game. I just, and it's just like, well, man, I don't know who would say that. I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot of action going on, but you'll talk to people and it's just like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. If the game's on, whatever, I'm sitting here reading a book or, and I think that, I, but I, I, I don't know. I know we're raging against the, the, the hypothetical people that would say it's boring, but it's like, it gets, it gets, it would get into a little bit of the yum yucking thing. You know, it's just like, Hey yeah. man, maybe like playing chess isn't your thing. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've started games with people like when we did our summer music camp, there was a couple of guys that uh, played chess. So we would have games going and we just set the board up and the game would last a couple of days. And, one game lasted a week worth of camp and we just walk through and make the move and do the whole thing. And there were people who would come up that would, you know, Oh, okay. You're playing chess. All right. right. You know, and there, there'd be comments and all this, but you know, when you drill down on it, well, why are you making comments by it like that? Oh, you don't know how to play. So you don't know how to play. So you're going to call it out. Why? Oh, you're going to call it out because you never learned to play and you're curious about it. And it's something you don't understand. And you get, you get what I'm saying? So it's, I think like anything, you're exactly right like just sitting and watching a chess game isn't necessarily super exciting. You kind of got to know what's going on underneath the surface. And when you put it into art, how do you represent what's going on beneath the surface? Well, you do quick cuts, you do the editing, you do the, the soundtrack and all that to kind of help bridge the gap. And I, like you said, I think the movie does a good job of doing that, but you know, it's also just, 
people will sometimes say, oh, that's boring when they don't understand. Yeah. Right. That's an easy way to dismiss it because, well, they don't know what's going on there. Right. Right. So I don't know. That's my rant. Sorry. I'm not ranting. Am I? I don't want to sound like I'm ranting. No, 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 no. Just. Yeah. I, I enjoy this movie. I, I think it's a yeah. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's really well done, you know, and as someone who has enjoyed chess and, and wish I had more time to play and more opportunities to play sometimes, you know, this is this is kind of a, a fun way to kind of watch a little bit of it. Even if I have, it and kind of inspired me to be like, Well, maybe I should like sit down. Maybe we should find some time to sit down and play a game of chess with the kids or or do something like that. Yeah. Or as as we found tonight, go on Steam and download Battle Chess and spend the next few hours playing oh. that. Yeah. Right, and ain't nothing wrong with it. No. <laughs> you know, or play Twister and Melvin the Grim Reaper. There's all kinds of games you can play. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's, uh, I'm going to move my knight to take the rook here, put us in check, and find three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, opening move, question number one. Chess or checkers? Chess. Okay. I just think about that. Chess. Okay. Chess. I think I'd also choose chess. We we were talking about this at dinner, and I think the the conclusion was chess seems to be the more interesting game. Checkers is the more easily replayable game. Mm. You know. It's kind of like sometimes you, you talk about different movies. It's like, yes, I love the seventh seal. But am I going to watch a Swedish movie, black and white movie from 1950, whatever, you know, three or four times a year? No. I might watch Mission Impossible three or four times a year. Mm-hmm. But I won't necessarily watch the, you know, not watching Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey multiple times a month. Right, right. But if but if I pull out the DVD of The Count of Monte Cristo from 2002, you bet I can watch that three times a day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I enjoy a good game of checkers and could probably play that a little bit more regularly, but I just I feel like I have more fun with a slightly longer game of chess. All right, question number two. Yes. What is the most stressful competition you've ever been in? Hmm. I'm going to say for me, originally I, I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe some of the wrestling tournaments that I was in because I was always worried that my 
shoulders that were always messed up because of football were always going to like dislocate at a moment's notice. But then I realized the one I'm going to go with is when I lived in England. I may have told this story before. When I lived in England, apparently, I don't know if somebody got injured or got sick or whatever, but on a Saturday, they were supposed to have a swim meet at our school and they needed one more team, one more person for the swim team. And so they told me that it, that was going to be me. Hmm. Now, I'm sure I've shared this before on the podcast, but let me reminisce for just a moment. I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> I didn't know how to swim. I was terrified of swimming. And yet they said, hey, we need a body. A body that can somehow get its way across a swimming pool. You're it. Well, I'm sure you were very buoyant. I was very buoyant. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was very, very oh, buoyant. No. Yeah. Let's just say that was probably the most stressful competition I'd ever been in because I knew the entire time. I'm like, well, but you know you guys are going to lose because... There's no way, even if this was like a relay race and somehow you, you miraculously took some massive lead in the beginning, as soon as I go out there, that lead will evaporate. And sure enough, yeah. in, in I don't even remember what the race I was in, but sure enough, whatever race I was in, I definitely came in last. And in the meantime, while mm -hmm. I'm coming in last, I'm also desperately trying not to die. Not dying is usually a good thing. I thought that was key, so... So I'm going to I'm going to consider that the most stressful competition that I have been in. I can see why you might do that. Now, granted, if my daughter will ever actually let me enter the best legs in a kilt contest at Irish Fest, that yes. might be the most stressful, but she hasn't allowed me to do that yet. Probably best. Really. Uh, I I think they would be best. Thank you, Bo. See, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bo, Bo voted my legs the best in a kilt, so I think that's what he said by I, best. Yeah. Is there, is there a higher authority somewhere? And the answer is no. I yeah. think Bo can have the final word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when your nickname is Love Fest, I, I trust you implicitly. Yeah. Some things just go with the territory. What can I say? Okay. That's right. What about you guys? Most stressful competition. That's tough. I realize that I haven't been in much competition in my life, I guess. I'm trying to think. Like I go back to Little League Baseball. Yeah. But. A lot, a lot of stress there. Yeah. It was so long ago. I think it's hard to call it stress. You yeah. Know? Yeah. With any luck, we were just playing right yeah hopefully it was still love of the game yeah I'm trying to think like i suppose i would have to say some little league championship game or something that we were in okay but that was so long ago i don't even know if it i don't even know what i'm talking about you know what i mean mm -hmm. i think my wife also thought i was going to answer when we were in high school we had a couple of different years where we we had one year's playoff game where I want to say we were in like the third overtime or something. I think we played Evanston High School. Mm -hmm. And I want to say we went into three overtimes or that might have been a Naperville North or 
one of those, and it was some kind of crazy back and forth, three overtime kind of a deal, and we ended up losing, you know, kind of at the at the end there. I could see that as being one of the other stressful ones too. But I the the feeling at age eleven, feeling I was going to die while being forced to race across across a swimming pool, that was kind of stressful. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think you man. can be forgiven for for thinking that that. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think you can take that one. And to top it all off, the only swimming attire we were allowed to wear were speedos. Well, sure. So you want to be aerodynamic? Well, because it's it's Europe, and can't have those shorts flapping in the breeze after you. You might swim even slower. Well, I'm and I'm, they knew what they were in for. I'm just saying, me in a speedo was it was not arrow. It was dynamic, but it was not arrow. <laughs> oh man, makes sense. Was, there was a lot of dynamism going on. There's a picture you need to find for your daughter. You say, look, you think a kilt's bad. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. Oh, I agree, but I think it might uh, yeah. might help her with the kilt is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. I feel like there's a scene in, in one of the Borat movies that could capture that pretty well. I'll have to go back and look. You in a kilt? No, or... me in a Speedo. Oh, yeah, probably. I'll have to go back and look. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to look too hard, especially on the work computer. I was going to say, just be careful. Check that stuff out. It helps to be the tech director. I could probably cover my tracks if I really wanted to, but. Yeah. But probably probably not. True. True, but uh, Pat, have you had stress the in your internet, life? The internet doesn't forget, John, is what I'm trying to well, say. Well, that's that's true. That is true. Pat, have you had stress uh, in your life? I've had some stress in my life, man. Okay. I've had some stress in my life, but I try to minimize that stress. Okay. You know, you as much like, as possible. Kind of like, like office space. Just stressful dueling trumpet competitions or anything. Stressful too. Like, yeah, well, I have not what anyone by any stretch of the imagination would say is a, uh, a talented musician by any chance. So anytime performing, it's kind of like you get into that performance anxiety thing mm-hmm. pretty good. And that can, that can kind of slow you down a little bit. And then the only couple stressful times are like a couple times on, on certain, certain runs or certain races that I've done, right? Like there's some races where, like if you're shooting for a time, okay, I'm really working for this time goal. And that's, if you know, you're going to finish the race, then it's just like, okay, I'm shooting for this time goal, but I know I'm going to finish and, and all that, you know, that's one thing. And I, I wouldn't say I really get, but you get some nerves, but not like stress. There's been a couple of runs, some of the the longer ones, a little bit more of the endurance ones. And some of those distances, it kind of is in the back of your mind. Like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this. Right. And then the last couple that I've run, the weather has been incredibly cooperative and unseasonably ends up into the balmy mid to upper Mm nineties, which is wonderful for long distance running, especially when seasonable that time of year, it's supposed to be in the fifties and sixties. And, and I know in particular, the last couple of times it was like the, the entire week was in the fifties and sixties. And then race day was climbed, started in the seventies and was in the upper nineties by the by the end, which is, which is great with heat. So like that causes, that's where the stress thing goes off. Cause then it's just like, okay, I know I want to run such and such a time, but I know I'm going to finish the event, you know? And yeah. if I don't hit my time, I can know I can finish. I'll just keep training and train harder for next time. But it's that, oh man, what if I don't finish this thing? You know, 
you know, that can cause some stress. And especially when you're like partway through, and I know one in particular, I was partway through and I, I was like, you know, I got my hydration off, right. It just was, was not properly hydrated. Let's leave it at that. And uh, then was like, okay, man, I'm hurting. I need to just get to this, whatever the the checkpoint and all this kind of thing. And then, you know what I'm going to do? It's hot. I'm hurting. I'm just going to like find some shade, put my feet up and just, I'll set my timer. I'm just going to take like 10 minute, like power nap, get back up, back on the trail and finish strong. And you know, your, your brain is tired. And then all of a sudden I'm like doing the calculations and realizing there, well, there's a cutoff, right? You don't make the cutoff, you're out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh no, wait a minute. I'm I'm, like, I'm in real danger of like, Oh no, this isn't good. Like, I don't have time to rest. Like I don't have time to do anything. Like I've got to push now. Like I have in the end up and it wasn't like there, and I'll say it this way. I won't go into too many details, but it wasn't like, Oh, I only have like a half hour left to run. Right. Like there was a pretty significant amount of time. And so it was like, I realized, I realized that like, I don't want to be all into the specifics because it sounds like, kind of an ego trip, but let's just say the cutoff was at 6 PM and it was one o'clock in the afternoon. And I realized, Oh my God, I don't have time. I have got to push like, no, I'll get out to beat this cutoff. Yeah. Right. And so, so it was like five hours of stress. Oh my God. If I slow down, if I, this, if I, whatever, if I like, like that. And then, and like I said, when it's a cutoff thing, not like a, Oh shoot, I won't hit my time goal. Mm-hmm. But when it's a cutoff thing, then it's just like, then it's the stress because it's like you have no no margin for error. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're you're racing that invisible line like the nothing in the never ending story. It's like right. behind you and it's catching up. You must keep going. So that was I would say in terms of like physical activity, that was the that was the stress piece. Okay. Yeah. And I and it's like and Dennis and I laugh about this because it's like if I end up like falling off the side of the mountain or, you know, going down or whatever like that. Well, okay, then I'm done. And that's that. But it's the idea of, sorry, the, the, the nothing caught you, you're disqualified. It's just like, that's the, that's the nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Final question. We'll wrap this one up with, if you could design your own chess set. So this is the, thing that got us in trouble uh-huh. at the beginning. If you could design your own chess set, what would the characters be? <sighs> and I will say there was that store I mentioned that used to be at the mall near where I lived had some amazing chess sets. I mean, it had it had Revolutionary War, Civil War chess sets. It had Romans, Greeks, Egyptians. It so had, cool. It had dinosaurs. It had, you know, like vampires and werewolves. It had wizards and knights and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, all kinds of sets you could possibly imagine. Some were metal. Some were carved out of wood. Some were probably other materials. I think there was like a a marble set, you know, carved out of marble and just all kinds of different sets, all kinds of different boards. And just over the years, I've, I've, I've looked around at some. There was a chess set. I don't know if it's the same set, but there was always a set that I really liked 
that was a Star Wars chess set that was, I believe, made out of pewter. And I remember looking at that and thinking, oh, man, if only I had a couple hundred dollars, I, I totally would get this set. I love this set. And I actually just looked it up tonight. And if it's the same set, it's now about $2,000. Oh, jeez. Like, well, okay, I'm not getting that one. There's kind of a there's kind of a fun set that is it's like the the busts of the different characters from the Justice League. Mm, um, that's cool. Justice League, I think, are the uh, silver and the Legion of Doom are the black pieces. So there's all kinds of different options out there. So if you could design, it could be from a, a movie, it could be just something in general. If you could design your own chess set, what would you choose? Uh, Spaceballs, the chess set. <laughs> there you, there go. you go. I think you just won the podcast. And then who's the king? Is it yogurt or is it? Well, you've got King. You have King Roland. King Roland and yeah. Lone Star is a prince. He's going to be a king eventually. Yeah. You've got. And you have the bishop. Well, yeah, you've got the bishop. Yogurt's gotta be. Hmm. Yogurt, because he's all powerful, might have to be a queen, right? Queen, yeah. Move any way he wants, do whatever he wants. Is is Barf the knight? Of course. I mean, do you know a better squire? No. Barf, not here, Mister. This is a Mercedes. This is a Mercedes. (laughs) Always when I'm eating. Yeah, I think I think that's my answer. Okay. I have two thoughts. If it wasn't one of those classic ones that I remember from that store, like the like Roman legions or or you know Greek soldiers or something like that, I think. Yeah, if I was going to design my own set, like I would want to, I would want a set that could be set apart from others because of how visually intricate the pieces are or, or something like that. So I think the, the couple of ideas I have in my head are I would love to have a set that somehow gives you some distinctive characters in your pieces, but modeled after the characters in the Alien movies. There you go. Ooh. I could see that Queen one Call. being. I could see that one being kind of fun. If I Queen was going to, Ripley, what's that? Queen Ripley. Yeah, and little, you know, on the one side, your, your little pawns are the eggs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. On the other side, it could be the could be Marines or oh no, it could be a little little newts. There you go. Little children that are about to get infected. The other one, the one that I always thought was so cool, and I think that's one of the reasons I also just absolutely love that movie was do you guys you guys have seen Jason and the Argonauts from 1963 Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I always loved the scene cuz they're they're not even really necessarily playing chess, but they're kind of like treating it as if it's but on it a feels, chess board. Yeah. But they keep pulling out all those little very intricate statues of all the different as they're putting the pieces in play and as the gods are playing it up on Mount Olympus and like I always thought that was so cool and like all the the way the pieces were carved out of it looked like they were carved out of stone. And if I could steal a set from a movie, 
I would steal it from Jason and the Argonauts. There you go. Cool. But I also do really like my my glass chess set that looks just like the one from X-Men. Which I own, so I don't have to spend anything extra to get it. What about you, Patrick? What yeah. would you do? You know, I, that is, it is so hard. It is so hard. I'm going to go recency bias. I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies with Dominic. So yeah. like a Marvel chess set or even like a Marvel versus X-Men. Well, no, that made no sense. I'm sorry. Like an Avengers MCU versus X-Men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some, some kind of a mashup like that, I think would be, that would be pretty cool. I was just thinking an Avengers set could be good. Yeah. Avengers. You got the Avengers, and then you got all kinds of. You can just pull a bunch of villains from. Or you got Thanos, you've got Ultron, you've got mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, that'd be a good set. There is a Lord of the Rings set. I think it's, and I don't think it's anything fancy. I think it's like a plastic set, but I always remember the characters from that looking kind of fun. And that's the whole thing with with any of these sets. Like it's it's a lot of the how the design is is carved, and like there are some very almost like minimalist Art Deco kind of sets where you can almost barely tell what the what the piece is supposed to be, but they just they're they're so pretty. Yes. So I will just I'll I'll, I'll put in a final answer and just say all the sets. Well, there's, there's that, right? Like (laughs) if I had a nice study in my home, I would, you know, I would enjoy it immensely. Right. All the sets. All right. Well, I think we probably need to get going because I think most of us are going to spend the rest of the night playing battle chess on steam. So indeed we, uh, we know what we have to do now and it's, it's to play chess. So if you have not played chess, lately we highly recommend it i i like i said i would like to try to find some ways to pick up a chess set a little bit more often and uh, play some more games so maybe i'll just i don't i don't tend to do new year's resolutions but maybe i'll try to make it a habit to to play a game here or there but if you have not seen this movie of course we've spoiled the whole thing for you but if you haven't seen it go check it out and maybe it'll be one of those that'll inspire you to sit down with a chess set and uh, play a game or two uh in the meantime, we have been the 30 podcast, thirty something movie podcast. We are at 30podcast.com, at 30podcast on a bunch of the different social media outlets. The month of February, we're about halfway through now. We've got coming up next week, Benny and June is our next episode. Carlito's Way will finish out our What's in a Name month, all movies that have names in the title. Our Patreon episodes for this month are favorite love songs from the 80s and 90s. Patreon shorts are Staying Alive and The Dead Zone, both from 83. Then in March, we've got Cliffhanger. The theme for March is One Bad Day. We've got Cliffhanger, Groundhog Day, True Romance, Falling Down, and The Fugitive, with our Patreons being Octopussy from 83, and our Patreon shorts being Superman 3 from 83, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods from this year. So, looking forward to those. I, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I have not seen... Octopussy was, was always one of my favorite James Bond movies. Of course, I'm a I'm I'm kind of a Roger Moore fan of all the different James Bonds. I think just because that was the one I tended to grow up with. But uh, there are 
so many fun parts of that movie. So I'm looking forward to when we get to do that one for the the Patreon. I don't know how we're going to do Groundhog Day because I feel like it's it's going to be just the same thing over and over again. It's it's going to be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last you the rest of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. So, yeah. <laughs> Ned Ned Ryerson Ryerson. All right. Thank you, gents. Always have fun. Always. Thank you, John. Might have to set up some online chess games here soon. Right? Yes, you do. No. There used to be a chess with friends mobile game. I don't know if there still I, is, but there was, wasn't there? I should see if I can still find that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if anybody wants to nerd out with us, let us know and we'll play chess games with you online. In the meantime, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go play some chess, and we'll see you back here next time.